0: It's true. We wouldn't want it any other way. We want you as a bitch, a lover, a child, and a mother. Hi, I'm Justin Lamb, and you are listening to Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. On radio? No. On your phone, or your website, or wherever you choose to listen to this amazing podcast that I'm so happy you're a fan of. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, comment, and share. And you know what? Even if you don't finish the episode, maybe someone else will, so pass it along. I want to talk to you guys today about a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. Just random 90s stuff. And I also want to talk to you about my favorite, all-time favorite. That's right, I'm giving it the Justin's Favorite Stamp of Approval. It's a thing, Google it. I'm, I'm My favorite beer of all time. Uh, just released about a week and a half ago, well, as far as this recording goes. And it is delicious. It is a limited release, so if you can find it go get it. But we're going to talk about that. I'll tell you what that is soon. And we're going to talk about just a lot of miscellaneous 90s stuff. I have a little list here (laughs) on the theme of miscellaneous things from the 90s. I am also going to go over a 1996 Best Buy ad and all of the amazing things that it contains. Well, not all of the things, but some of the amazing things it contains. So, hey, why waste time? Why ask why? Try Bud Dry. Let's jump into it. Snoochie Boochies. Who the fuck talks like that? That is fucking baby talk. You know what that sound means. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you my favorite beer of all time from North Peak Brewing Company out of Traverse City and Dexter, Michigan. Hoodoo. Midwest Wet Hop IPA. That is hoodoo, like voodoo with an H, and it is a wet hop IPA. What does that mean, you might ask? Heck, you might even ask, what's an IPA? Well, I'm going to tell you, because I have information that you might want to know. IPA stands for India Pale Ale, and if you didn't know that by this time, it's time to start drinking. Wet hop. That's the weird part. You know, some people are uncomfortable with the word wet, moist things of that nature because that reminds them of maybe I don't know doing the dishes and other wet activities but uh wet hops are probably the best thing you can put into a beer in my humble opinion and guys I'm a professional so wet hops are exactly that you know what hops are the fun little ingredient in beer specifically in uh IPAs and pale ales that hoppy flavor you hop heads hear me out there let me hear hell yeah hell yeah it is super, a uh, soper it's soper <laughs> it's soper delicious <laughs> it is uh it's super delicious the wet hops are fresh hops they are put in the beer from the vine there's no processing or drying they're not added later in, in the fermentation process they are picked and put in the beer and that's what gives it any wet hop ipa or fresh hop ipa will give you A very, very strong hop smell and a very strong hop taste and typically much higher in alcohol content as well. Some uh, popular ones you'll see out there, uh, I believe Sierra Nevada's Celebration is a fresh hop IPA. Very delicious. Um, Founders just came out. I mean, you know, I say just came out. It could have been out a while back, but it's the first I remember seeing it this year is the uh, Harvest Ale, and that is a wet hop IPA. That is also delicious, but like I said, my personal favorite North Peak Brewing Hoodoo Midwest Wet Hop IPA. None of those California hops, though I do love me some California hops, but it is a Midwest Wet Hop IPA Hoodoo. It is 88 IBUs. So on that scale of one to a hundred there, it is pretty high on the IBUs, which is going to be pretty bitter. And that's because all those hops and an 8% alcohol. So If you're going to get a six-pack, try to only drink half of it, because if you drink all six, your wife's going to get mad at you. Would you rather have beer or complete and utter contentment? What kind of beer? Now, if you do find yourself in the area of Ann Arbor or Dexter or Detroit or Royal Oak or Traverse City, um, perhaps you're familiar with Jolly Pumpkin Brewing. They are the sister brewery of North Peak Brewing. So if you do want to find Hoodoo on draft, it is difficult to come by, but you are most likely going to find it at Jolly Pumpkin. Now, you may be wondering, what about North Peak? Because North Peak Brewing, who makes the beer, is located in Traverse City, and they have a, a tap room and restaurant and great food and beer. But I've talked to them personally on a number of occasions, and they never have it on draft, and they typically don't get it because it is distributed out of the production brewery down here, or depending on where you're at, down in uh, Dexter, Michigan. So if you are at a Jolly Pumpkin at one of their many locations in Detroit, Ann Arbor, Royal Oak, um, I believe there's more, check it out, go inside. This is the time of year they will have it. Get it while supplies last. Six packs are going to run you anywhere from $15 to $20. It is a limited and therefore a little more pricey. Not KBS pricey, but pricey enough. Uh, it's got a definite hop taste and aroma, and if you do have an IPA glass or a pale ale glass that has like kind of a pint glass shape and then a little bubble in the middle, um, helps bring out that aroma, highly recommend you drink it out of that. It is mwah, magnificent. You know, it's so good. It's so good. So came Home with permission. Like I said earlier, we are going to be doing a miscellaneous episode, miscellaneous items from the nineties. I started looking through some things and nothing really fit in a category that I would do a whole episode about, but enough things struck my fancy that I wanted to do an episode about all of them. That's right. All of them. So we're going to start off with something. If you grew up in the nineties or even the the mid late eighties. You remember these. These were some of the first electronic devices that anybody had. Typically made by a company called Tiger. They were little handheld video games. Got a picture of them up at the website at justinlammusic.com podcast. And they had little directional pad on the left. A little up, down, or A, B, or whatever button on the right. All sorts of assorted games. I know I remember specifically I had Top Gun and it was just a little black and white screen or even better the background was just a picture and it displayed little black and white digital stuff on top of it so it was as if you were never in a different level if that makes any sense pretty funny though i will uh, like i said put some pictures up if you guys remember these uh send me an email i want to know what you guys had i want to know what little tiger devices you had they made a bunch of them they made disney movies uh there's a little mermaid one, there's Mega Man one, there's a Paperboy one, uh, hockey ones. Like I said, I had Top Gun, that one was amazing. Uh, check it out, look at the picture, see what kind of memories it sparks. You can email me at Justin at JustinLambMusic.com. Let me know what you had, I'm very curious. These were amazing little devices. Additionally, on this same page, and I'm looking at a page from a Sears or no, I'm sorry, a JCPenney Christmas catalog. And if you're a kid and you Got that every year and went through and circled stuff you wanted. Like, here, Mom, I circled the entire toy section, so wink, wink, that's what you should get me. Um, You did that like I did, and they had these little pinball machines. And this was was like a one-off Christmas present. I remember it was one of those things you get on Christmas morning and you're playing with it all day, and you might even play with it the whole first week you have it. Then it ends up in a box or under your bed or in the basement, and you never touch it again. Yeah, that was this pinball machine. Mine was Mario Brothers, but they came in a lot of different styles because, you know, it's a piece of cardboard underneath some paddles. So check that out. Look at those pictures. And let's get pinballing. Once I was a young man who played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. Rippa gumba in an amusement hall A deaf, dumb, and blind kid shall play to me pinball. stick on the topic of games for a minute now we have an upcoming episode about video games in general because some of the best video games came out of the 90s i mean they're still making sequels to most of them today it's ridiculous what are we on final fantasy Forty Thousand. um but that was uh, we got genesis the playstation uh super nintendo nintendo was the late 80s but then super nintendo came out i was a genesis kid i fought the super nintendo kids i was like mine's better Just get over yourself. Um, Computer games. So (laughs) one of the things that you may have friends that are wrapped up into this very day is the World of Warcraft. And it might be a group of people that are listening to this podcast, or it might be a group of people that haven't had sex in years. Guys, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just going to tell you about some games. And World of Warcraft, as many of you know, Stemmed from a game called Warcraft 2. And I'm looking at Warcraft 2 right now in this 1996 Best Buy ad. (laughs) That's right. Warcraft 2. Ooh. 1999. You get a CD-ROM with it. Guys, CD-ROM disc. Who knew? Um, If you had a favorite computer video game back when you had Windows 95, let me know what it was. I'm very curious. I want to talk about those computer games on a larger scale. Um, you Don't Know Jack. A little quiz game. A quiz party game, as it's described. You would get all your friends together and sit around your Windows 95 machine while You Don't Know Jack asked you questions, and you and your friends answered. And was the answer right, wrong? Who knows? It took forever to load. So, you know, if you never actually got the right answer, you could always encarta it. She said, I think I remember the film Yes, I, I recall, I think we both kind of liked it And I said, well, that's the one thing we got You just heard Breakfast at Tiffany's While well, I'm looking at a 96 Best Buy ad, I thought I'd play one of the one-hit wonders from 1996 Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something no, no, no. It's not that I can't remember the third word in their name. They were called Deep Blue Something. The name of the band is as if you're trying to describe an ocean to someone. Oh, it's, uh, you know, Deep Blue Something. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I've heard of worse band names, but... There was a lot of amazing one-hit wonders in the 90s, and 96 itself held a lot of those. And moving on with the best buy ad from 1996 i'd like to talk about computers guys sure we have them now but not not always we didn't always have these amazing machines and unlike the thin sleek laptop i'm recording this on they were a bit bigger no 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 not in performance in physicality they were just pretty fucking gigantic Uh, and they came with amazing things like three and a half inch floppies or if you were really uh, interested in keeping your old stuff together five and a quarter inch floppies that's uh those are disc drives for you kids that don't know what that is they were they were like cds but plastic and held a lot less i guess cds are plastic too my theory's gone out the window so let's talk about packard bell a computer company that i don't believe is around anymore and let's add them to the list guys packard bell If you're out there, give us a call. Let us know you're okay. We're we're all a little worried. So, uh, Packard Bell, ooh, two gigabyte hard drive. Guys, this is an advanced system. All right, two gigabytes. I mean, I only have like 53 gigabytes of songs. So, oh, I see that wouldn't fit. A six speed CD-ROM drive watch out a tele oh my god guys this is where the price comes in built-in telephone answering system if you're not using that uh, 56k modem to get online it's it's going to answer your telephone for you oh guys i i spoke too soon it's not a 56k modem it's a 28.8 fax modem so it's it's half that speed it's 96 though you got to give them some credit but that answering system pretty amazing oh and a speakerphone built into it which I'm sure has crystal clear quality uh it's price tags a little much at two thousand dollars oh and the monitor is not included with that so you know it's uh it's more than I've spent on any car until my most recent vehicle I think so something to save for something to save for I want to stick with electronics because electronics really made their debut in the 90s I mean we had a lot of electrical things before that I'm not saying electricity was invented in the 90s but uh, the, the stuff that came out in the 90s was all electronic based like when board games came out that had batteries in them it started with these amazing things in the maybe the late seventies and definitely in the eighties. And they were like, Oh my God, you can hit this button and it makes a beeping noise. This is insane operation. So uh, you're telling me I make an electrical connection with these tweezers and then it buzzes at me. It's crazy. And the light lights up in his nose, the light and then in his nose. And then you get like mall madness where you can actually like swipe a fake credit card and it talks to you. I mean, that's, that's AI at its best at that point. But so when the 90s came around, we we got to the realization that all these futuristic movies from the 70s and 80s that took place in the fictional world of the year 2000 or the year 2002, and they had these crazy advances and everyone was slowly realizing that we weren't going to have any of that stuff, at least not at that point. But they were really trying and they wanted to hit those goals, so... They released some of the best electronic stuff. I mean, that's where personal computers really came to be in the 90s. Um, You know, by the year 2000, way more houses had computers than didn't have computers. Video game systems went from 8-bit to 16-bit to 32-bit to what the hell's a bit anyway. It looks really good, and that's all that matters. Things made crazy advances, and cell phones came around towards the end of the century and well yeah end of the century but end of the decade and they were around before sure my mom had the Motorola phone that anytime she made a phone call on we took another mortgage out on on her house and you know the kids didn't eat for a few days and that was great and all but we're talking like the year before I graduated high school I got a little Nokia phone and I put my own custom antenna on top that get this are you ready It fucking lit up when I got a phone call. Yeah. Turned blue and red. Held it in a rearview mirror once. Friends thought it was a cop. Freaked him out. Hilarious. But technology was great, and it came around in the 90s and blew up. And so many awesome stuff. So many awesome stuff? Yes, I'm going to stick with that. So many awesome stuff came out. And we transitioned from a new media, which is always exciting. You remember we went, you know, records and eight tracks and cassettes and from cassettes came the cds the compact discs boy those were amazing and they still are today Uh, i personally like to put all my stuff on a thumb drive because everything has a usb port now i just plug it in oh justin did you bring anything to listen to yeah you got a thumb drive or a usb port blink pop it in good to go but when cds came out it was nuts like you can go to salvation army sometimes and find Discman still it's like $5 as is. I don't know if it works. No one wants to take the risk of testing it. But uh, like, let's look at this Best Buy. We're going back to Best Buy ad. And this is not a promotion for Best Buy. If anything, it's a downgrading of Best Buy because uh, they don't sell any of this stuff anymore. And if you do want any of it, Amazon.com is right around the corner. Uh, the Sony Discman. Ooh, right, right from the Sony Walkman comes the future of music. The Sony Discman. And if you were to get this in 1996 at Best Buy, it'd cost you $69.99. But don't worry, guys, that's not all you're getting. You're also getting a free 20-minute phone card. (laughs) Oh, Lord, phone cards. Does anyone still buy phone cards? I mean, like, if you're not calling Mexico or another country, anybody? I forgot about phone cards. Phone cards, 1-800-COLLECT. I remember we used to call uh, my grandparents for a ride home from school. This would have been like, I don't know, 94, 95. And when it said, say your name after the tone, our name would always be, don't accept the charges, we're ready to come home. So, you know, they'd get their phone call and be like, you're gonna call from 1-800-COLLECT. caller. don't accept the charges, just come pick us up. Would like to speak with you. Will you accept the charges? And then, of course, you say no, and free phone call. How'd that company go out of business? And uh, boom boxes. You guys still have boom boxes? I was a big fan of these stereos that uh, typically they had a handle on top because we'd all seen movies in the 80s where people carried them on their shoulder and we were like, I want to do that. But no one wanted to get the, like, 10D batteries that went in there because it added a whole other weight of a second boom box. But I had these speakers that would always attach to the side, but then you could detach them. So you'd like put it on top of your dresser and you'd have one speaker in your nightstand, one speaker over on the floor by your closet. And you be like, check out my sweet stereo setup, bro. CD player, dual cassette. You can make mixtapes. Oh God, I loved making mixtapes. If anybody has a tape, I made them when we were younger. Can I have that back? Because it's probably pretty killer. I uh, loved mixtapes, especially when CDs came out and you could just make tapes of the cds does that make sense um i would also record the radio that's how i made my first mixtape that i really enjoyed of alternative music 89x in detroit recording no doubt don't speak or uh closer by nine inch nails that's around the time that prodigy came out what's that track from prodigy oh you know it here let me play it for you Anyone want to download that right now? Uh let's talk about double cassettes. This was if a movie was, you know, one of those epic Oscar winning movies, but they were too long for a single video cassette. They always came in double cassettes. A great example of this would be Titanic. I think Braveheart was a double cassette. And it was just silly because it was like this block. You just bought this big block and it contained two cassettes in it or if you got a special edition and it had some commentary you had three then you literally had this almost cube of plastic that you would have to put in your vcr and you know quality would just diminish over time but uh, i worked at blockbuster in the late 90s and i can tell you double cassette movies were the biggest pain in the ass ever there was no special boxes for them it was two normal blockbuster plastic cases And then they were rubber banded together at the spine. And so, and the average person would go to return them. And you guys remember the drop box? So it's a little slot on the outside. And if it was after hours, you could just drop your movies in there. Well, if it was during hours, you could do the same thing. But people, we would watch people take this double cassette, giant, thick, dual plastic case version of Titanic and stand outside and just like a monkey trying to get a square peg through a round hole and it did not work. And they would just poke at it, poke at it. And finally a lot of people would just snap the damn rubber band and drop them in separately. And then we get to go through the painstaking process of figuring out which cassette goes with which cassette. It was a good time. I missed that job. (laughs) And it's funny because if you think about it even Later on with DVDs, if you would buy a season of like Friends on DVD, that thing was like 10 discs per season. It you'd open it up, it was this thick case. Like you bought a, a hardcover novel at an airport and you open it up and you have to unfold it like flap, 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 flap to get to all the discs. And there's full episode descriptions for each episode in the whole season. And this was back when TV shows had like 30 episodes a season and those things were giant now it's it's unless you have you know more than 20 episodes it's a disc maybe two pop it in there shit if it's blu-ray it's probably half a disc they just they don't even include it's like a crescent shape you just put in there got all down here it's nuts Mm -hmm. That's right, that final note that I will leave you on is New Age Girl by Deadeye Dick. I encourage you to download the lyrics to that song, and then I encourage you to find out how it made it to the radio. So, to summarize, my all-time favorite beer, the Justin Lamb Beer Seal Stamp of Approval. It's a thing, look it up. goes to North Peak Brewing Company, Hoodoo, H-O-O-D-O-O, Midwest Wet Hop IPA. Delicious. So good. So hoppy. So aromatically flavorful. Uh, Go to the website, justinlammusic.com slash podcast and check it out. You can see the picture. So it's in your brain. You know what to look for. A little pricey, like I said, $15 to $20 a six pack, but totally worth it. Just uh, pace yourself because it is 8%. And... Oh, delicious. Still drinking it. And we also went over a 1996 Best Buy ad and talked about some Tiger handheld video games. Guys, tell me about the electronic stuff you had when you were growing up. Was it uh, Was it the little Tiger games? Did you have something no one else had? Were you that kid that had the rich parents that didn't know you had the rich parents till you grew up and then you're like, oh, shit. Um, let me know. Justin at JustinLamMusic.com. That's J-U-S-T-I-N. That's my name at JustinLambmusic.com J-U-S-T-I-N-L-A-M-B-M-U-S-I-C.com. And please like the podcast, comment about the podcast, share the podcast, give me your feedback. I'm doing this for you guys and, you know, also for myself, but I would love to know what I can do to make your life better as long as it doesn't tail money because, you know, I'm doing this for free. So check it out. Thanks for listening. You guys have been very supportive. October was the first month and absolutely amazing. The response that I got and the guests that I had and the people that I have coming up, I'm very excited about. We have episodes coming up about saved by the bell. We have episodes coming up about, uh, early rock, the grunge phase, the 90 to 93 alternative music, um, amazing stuff coming up this month and, and throughout December and everything's planned and we're going to keep doing this. Cause you guys keep listening. Even if it's just a few of you, you keep listening. I'm going to keep doing it cause I'm having fun. And thank you so much. Talk to me about it. Let me know what you think. You can uh, leave comments at justinlaymusic.com podcast. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And uh, send me an email. Justin at justinlammusic.com. Ooh, plug. Our new Instagram is up. It is beers and 90s. That's our Instagram username. Beers and 90s. Check it out. Have fun. Thank you.